Hello, and welcome to Bit Parade, the podcast where we play hits and flops from video game history and transform them into song. I'm Mike Petrine. With me, as always, is my friend and collaborator, your favorite advice-giving duck, who is also a hat and also a duck, Eli Bolin. I I couldn't even... I have no witty response to that because that's all I've ever wanted to be <laughs> is a duck hat and a hat duck. Duck hat. woo Everybody's going after the duck hats. Woohoo! Eating lots of hats that made from duck hats. from ducks. <laughs> duck hats. It's such a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. We got the song. Well, this is tabled after now. All right. We're done. We're done. Duck we, first, hat. we have to get. We have to get the rights. Of course. To ducks. To ducks. To to yeah. the duck hat song from everyone's favorite cartoon show growing up, Duck Hats. Duck hats. I loved duck hats as part of the um, the duck hat afternoon. <laughs> the duck hat uh, cinematic universe. Yeah, the whole duck hat. Yeah. <laughs> Off to a roaring start there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eli, how was your week? Uh, my week was was uh, very um, very boring. Uh, my my wife, um, who is uh, very a very giving uh, person. Uh, gave gave blood, and yes. uh, not to you know put put her on the spot. I mean she's not right here, but right. Um, not to you know tell tell personal stories about her. But she she gave blood and she fainted after giving blood, and she she fell and she broke her nose. Oh man! Yeah, and so Oof. it's been. She's you know it's not it's it's I it's not good for her uh, at all. And she's in, no, she's in a lot never of, good. It's, no, it's, it's, she's in a lot of pain and, um, you know, uh, just, uh, just muddling through and, um, yeah, that's really terrible. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's bad. And, and to listeners, I, I, this is not the first time I'm hearing, I'm hearing about this. So that's why I'm not, uh, <laughs> expressing ultimate shock. Yeah. No, Mike, Mike actually knows about this. So he's not, I know about it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just really terrible. And we're all rooting for, her and her nose and uh this did she have to get stitches she had to get uh yeah she had to get stitches and she has a splint and she's going in tomorrow to get a new hopefully better splint and then uh two days after that she's gonna get um the stitches out but she has to have you know the splint on for two weeks uh all 24 7 and then one more week of just having it on at night and it's you know it's it sucks it really sucks and, yeah, um, that's rough. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I have I have nothing, nothing. <laughs> uh, no, no pithy quips to about about that. It's just it's just crazy. Um, no, I hear you, man. Such a, a random thing. And so, it's for the for the listening audience. We actually this is the for our first delayed uh, recording. Usually, we record on Sunday nights, and this is yeah. And this happened on Sunday night. This it happened on yeah, yeah. on Sunday or Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. So we yeah. we you know had to postpone this is tuesday now so yeah uh We're bringing a real tuesday energy to yeah the show. it's a it's a real tuesday energy sitting back i uh I, I dimmed the lights in the basement to create a sort of a mellow atmosphere i like that i'm sipping on a tall cool uh semi-dry cider cool man yeah man just trying to yeah i'm, I'm still with my tea it just feels like that's my podcast ritual now it sounds good i should i should go for that one of these days yeah but but how are you? I mean, are are you holding up all right? I, I'm sure you're you're exhausted, sort of, because you're probably a lot of the K 
caretaking duties, I assume, are sort of uh, now 100% yours for a while. Um, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not <laughs> great, the best at that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing my best. Yeah, it involves a lot of the, my, my main skill, uh, in that regard is just, uh, driving everyone everywhere, <laughs> driving the kids everywhere all the time. That's good. That's the one thing that I'm, I'm capable of because I'm, I'm not, <laughs> uh, I'm not that smart. So I, uh. <laughs> What I can do is I can drive people to different places, and so I'm yeah. I, I can do that can do that all day long. Yeah, you can play Pokemon Snap with them. Yeah, I can play play Pokemon Snap. I can yeah. uh, and I can drive them to uh, their various um, enrichment classes and to yeah. the grocery store, and then back home. <laughs> Very cool. They love the grocery store. They do. <laughs> I do. Well, I actually took Walter to stop and shop today, and he was like, "So," he just like gets so excited. He's like, "Oh my god, lemons! Can we get two lemons? And we can make <laughs> we can make lemon our own lemonade with these lemons." He's like, da- he's like skipping through the the fruit department. That's very like cool. grabbing lemons. <laughs> he's he's able to to make anything a party. That guy. I love that. Bless his heart. I, I get pretty pretty excited about produce, to be honest. Anyway, video games. I like anyway, video I like games. I like them. Um what what's what's been what's going on with you? What's how's how's your week? Um it's been a good week. Been like a little busy, but not too busy. Uh I don't know if you heard about this thing called the 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 Dark Dice, which is like a podcast, like a D and D podcast, and they have Mm-mm. Uh, this new season has Jeff Goldblum on as like an adventurer. Um, I kind of quickly got a roped into like doing an orchestration for some music for that podcast. So I spent most of today, like doing digital orchestrations for this podcast, uh, with listening to Jeff Goldblum, uh, as an adventurer. So that was pretty exciting. Oh, that's awesome. I love, yeah. love and me it, the, the G bloom. Yeah, yeah. So I don't get to like interact with him at all, <laughs> to be perfectly uh, frank about that. But yeah, that's that's kind of cool. What uh, I mean, I also cleaned out my games closet a couple, I guess, a week ago. There are different points where I bought like a used Atari and a used NES uh, that both came with like a bundle of games, and I was honestly more interested in just sort of like owning the system, just to like have an NES. And just to have an Atari to like be able to display. So I just kind of looked through this crowded drawer and like I don't really care about WrestleMania for the NES that <laughs> I never played when I was a kid, but just came with this bundle I bought a couple years ago. Or Math Grand Prix <laughs> for the Atari. So uh I now have like two bags of games that I'm not sure what to do with. Cause I'm like, I don't wanna just kinda I, I can't toss these because they are like relics, mm-hmm. but um, still, I don't know if you have any suggestions or if uh, I should ship them to that, to your favorite store. Digital press. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you'd get for them, but I mean, if yeah. you're going to bring them somewhere, get store credit at digital press and uh, uh, yeah. explore. I mean, even if they're, if I get like 50 cents for each of them, I think that's fair. Yeah. I was, I was there earlier today. Ah, nice. Did you pick up anything uh anything fun? Well, we um they had uh for Walter's, you know, Walter's birthday party is coming up. 
So we had uh, we bought some Pokemon temporary tattoos and stickers. They have like a big bucket of uh, Pokemon stickers they just put out. Very cool. So we got a couple Chanseys, a Wigglytuff, <laughs> uh, and then a bunch of other stuff. And we we looked around at some other things, and um, and then they also have a bunch of you know arcade um, oh, cool. cabinets. And they actually opened up, uh, they turned on a couple new ones that had been like sitting there, shut off. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. up 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 and uh, you know, they they only turn them on for the kids anyway. But there's some that just haven't mm. have just always been off, even when they turn on the arcade um, yeah. area for the kids. Um, and it's like this old thing that I haven't, this thing that I haven't seen in a while, but I have seen at arcades, like in mm-hmm. like my distant past, this thing, like this Nintendo, like multi-game system. Oh, it's like, cool. It has like 10 different, basically like old NES games in it. And you, yeah, like, I think I've seen those at like a barcade and, or something before. Yeah. And you like hit, like you have to like hit buttons to like select the different games mm-hmm. um so like it has like excite bike on there it has super mario brothers it has like a bunch of different games and you just like toggle through to select the ones that you want and, yeah. you, and you then you put your quarter in and you play it so that that was on for um for the first time and that was oh, pretty cool. cool it's exciting yeah man i i actually last weekend i went to a fellow <laughs> vaccinated friend's house, uh, my friend Brett, and he just, for his 40th birthday, got a, he knows someone that, like, makes these custom arcade cabinets, mm-hmm. and it's, like, it's not full size, it's just kind of, like, maybe two feet tall, but, and you would, like, sit, it, it lo- like, it looks like the top of an arcade cabinet, and it would sit on a table or a desk that you play it, but it's basically, like, uh, it's, you know, it's like a hardwired emulator. So it's just like full of like, you know, NES games and arcade games and like Atari games. Um, oh, that's so just, cool. I've yeah, heard, I've heard of that it, kind of thing. Yeah. And it like has a custom like nameplate with his name on it. And it's got like two, you know, arcade style like joysticks with six buttons on it. But it's like, oh, man. you know, fully customizable. I wonder how, mu- um, how much one of those things runs. Yeah, I yeah, I was interested. I don't have room for one, but like it's as a long-term goal. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing to strive for. But what was cool is it kind of like if you left it on, it will cycle through things like it like an arcade machine. So it'll just like kind of go to like a game and play the start screen and like kind of play like whatever demo is going to just happen if you leave the start screen on. Mm-hmm. It'll like, you know, cycle through different games so like it's like, "Oh, here's Contra." Then ten minutes later, look over and it's like the Simpsons arcade game. That's so cool. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool. Oh man, I gotta get one. Gotta get one of those. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get, I'll get some of them deets. Yeah, and get those sweet deets. Get those deets. Then step two is we gotta get them. Got that that blue apron money. Yeah, man. Yeah. Monetize. Monetize that shiz. Get wise. Monetize. <laughs> Prioritize. Prioritize. Get wise. Monetize. Sweet, sweet podcast cash prize. Sweet <laughs> podcast prize. Yeah. Well, should we move on to in what you play? Yeah, man. Well, Eli, what have you been playing? Um, and or is this? I this is also a podcast within a podcast to know about your DS struggles. Uh, DS remains 
remains with Walter's friend. Okay. Uh, I think there is a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I think I'm getting it back in the next couple of weeks. That's um, good. That I, at least I remain optimistic. There hasn't been any concrete information about that. I, uh, it's been a, it's been a while. I've been without my, um, I've been, it's been over, it's been over a month. It's been about five weeks since I last played Animal Crossing. <laughs> I've almost forgotten what it's like to hear the sweet, sweet sound <laughs> of KK Slider. <laughs> Sort of oh, that's, like that. that's a pretty good impression. Well, thanks, man. Um, what I have been playing, I mean, I played um, a fair amount of this week's game, more definitely more than I've put in on other <laughs> games that we've played. Yeah, yeah. I think because there's a lot more, you know, a lot more to it, I think. Um, <laughs> it's, it's good, <laughs> first it's, of all. It's good. For, and, yeah. and I think Spoiler, after. it's a good game. And this is like one of the probably the first game where like once we're done, you know, wrapping the episode, I'm gonna, you know, probably keep playing it until until I finish it. One hundred percent. I yeah, I played it some today too, and like I got close to the end of a boss before I had dinner, and I was like, oh, I think I've got like time to get back in there and play it before we start recording. I um and and uh, hit, both of the kids really like it and they like watching oh, great. replay, and uh, Harry, yeah, who for for the listeners out there is my three and a half year old, mm-hmm. he loves it. He um he says I want to watch New Link's Awakening on the computer. That's what he calls it <laughs> because he he really loves uh, Link's Awakening for the Switch. Yeah, so like I mean he's not far off. That's pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. It's so he 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 asked to watch it. So he like was watching me play it today, and and oftentimes like at the end of the day, um, like at, at around dinner time, like he'll like get to watch like TV for half an hour, and mm-hmm. he he just wanted to watch me play the game instead. Wow. He did, he didn't. We're like, are you sure you don't want to watch like Curious George or something? He's like, no, I want to watch Daddy play New Link's Awakening on the computer. <laughs> That's perfect. And then also, and this is also for him, there are some of like the arcade games, the old arcade. I don't know if I talked about this last. Talked about Popeye last time. Yes, we've still been playing some Popeye. Nice. He loves Popeye and having like the emulator at home, I just play it for him on the computer. Yeah. Um, And also he's, the other game that he really loves now, which they also have at Digital Press, is Donkey Kong 3. Oh, is that where you have, like, bug spray? Yeah, like the bug spray. Yeah. He loves that game. Oh, my God. I remember seeing that in an arcade when I was a kid and being like, how do we play? How do I play more of this? Yeah. I think I sunk one quarter into it and died immediately and then just dreamed about it <laughs> until, like, I had an emulator 10 years later. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a weird little game. Yeah. Um, but it's it's fun, and he's just he loves it, and so we and like at the arcade at uh, when we're playing like the cabinet, we um you know like we'll both put our he like puts his hand on it, and I like have to put my hand over his on the joystick, and frequently <laughs> I'm like I'm like you know he'll constantly steer us into death, but he doesn't <laughs> care. Uh, and the other game there that he loves. Um, which you can't really play an emulator of it is is Baby Pac Man. Did I talk about that one? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like a hybrid pinball machine. Yeah. So we played that yeah. today. Also, we we made cool. our way through all of our our favorite cabinets today. 
I think I made it to the second level today for the first time. And, and <laughs> wow. like Harry, it like blew his mind. He's like, ah, and now it's blue because like the Whoa. the level changed color. That's cool. And then and then I, we died shortly thereafter. And he's like, oh, it's green again. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, other than that, I don't know what else I've been playing. I don't think I don't think I've really had much time to play anything else. But but that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, if you can fill your game with the or fill your time with the game that we're playing for this, then that's that's a good sign. Yeah, and Popeye. <laughs> and Popeye. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Um. So I was playing a lot of the same stuff. I was playing God of War. Uh. You know, the one where you're the the old tough man and you have your son. And you're carrying your mother's or his mother's ashes mm-hmm. to the top of the mountain. Um, and I was also, I still play uh, Stardew Valley, which is that farming game. That's kind of my good, like, wind down night game. But this all changed on Friday night because uh, a game called Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out. And that's all I've wanted to play since then. Um, this is a game, it's kind of like a remastered version of a trilogy that came out, I think, between the years of 2007 and 2012, or 2013 maybe, but uh, it's kind of like like a modern RPG. I mean, it's kind of like there's action in it, like you're, there's shooting and stuff, but it's there's a lot of dialogue and there's a lot of character creation stuff, and it's it's really like... if. Someone said, what's the best Star Trek game? I would say Mass Effect, <laughs> because it's really just about, like, there's a lot of exploration. There's a ton of dialogue. There's a ton of, like, interesting characters. And you are, in each of the games, you're sort of building your own party. And you're, you get, like, there are additional missions that help you get to know your party better and help them sort of, like deal with problems that they have. It's just really well written and it's just very deep. And, you know, I played these, I don't know, uh, when I first got a PlayStation three, I guess in 2011, but they were not transferred over to the PS four and I don't have a PC. So I haven't really had a way to like replay them, uh, without like plugging in my PS three, which I don't really feel like doing, uh, but I've had a hankering for it. And I was like, you know, I'm sure they're going to like, at some point they're going to re-release these remastered in one collection. And they finally did. It's the thing I've been looking forward to most of this year game wise is this uh 15 year old game. Um, and what's funny, I feel like my, the second game I'm most looking forward to this year is Skyward Sword, which also came out about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the switch remaster that's coming this summer. But yeah, Mass Effect. It's a space opera. Um, and, uh, you know, you, it's all about diplomacy, baby. <laughs> it's funny. that I, I just saw in, like, the last week some video, like, promo video for, like, Mass Effect coming out. And I'm not, I'm not familiar with it. And it was, like, all these people, like, freaking out that this was coming out. And it was like a countdown of like like, oh, like sure. one more day, and it was like yeah. all these people, like on like their like webcams or whatever, like like people like showing their like Mass Effect tattoos, yeah, and like yeah. their Mass Effect like all their like um, merch and collectibles, and 
Uh, yeah, I'm getting chills just, just thinking about that video. Yeah, it was like a couple that like basically yeah. like bond, like they bonded over their like shared love of Mass Effect. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like what is this like huge thing that I'm just not familiar with? It's just like a really rich story. The story is a big part of it, but it also feels like you have a lot of agency in it because mm-hmm. you can choose how how to handle situations, whether you want to go in guns blazing or if you want to like resolve situations peacefully. Uh-huh. And also a big thing is like the character you make, it's you're just called Commander Shepard, but you can customize like it can be a man or a woman. Uh you can totally customize how they how they look. Mm-hmm. So I think like it was maybe one of the first big games that allowed you to do that. And also I think one of the first like AAA games where you could have like gay relationships. So like I don't know that I feel like that probably m- means a lot to a lot of people that they were able to have like these these options to like have queer romances in a game like this. That's awesome. I just yeah. I, I can't it's like I was so surprised that it had like I I feel like I had heard of Mass Effect but I didn't yeah. realize like what a phenomenon it was. Yeah, it's great, man. I'm very excited. Go on some space adventures. Yeah, man. You know I love a good space opera. Cracking um, crack open cider two here. <laughs> it's a cider two kind of night. I get it. It's been a it's been a two cider week. So <laughs> two cider week. I'm a looking at you. Two cider week. I'm a duck with a, I'm a hat. That's a duck. <laughs> uh, well, that seems like a perfect segue to talk about this week's game, which is The Legend of Zelda: The Minish Cap. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! Woo-hoo! Zelda. I'm very excited for this. Um, yeah, this is a game for the Game Boy Advance. Came out uh, in 2005 in the U.S. I think 2004 most everywhere else. Uh, some other games from that year, 2005, are Resident Evil 4, Shadow of the Colossus, the original God of War, and Guitar Hero. See, this was developed by... I mean, it was published and overseen by Nintendo, but it was actually developed by uh, Capcom, uh, as well as Flagship, which I'm not familiar with. But Capcom, does that name mean anything to you, Eli? They did uh, Mega Man, right? Yeah, Mega Man, as well as like Street Fighter 2, actually the Resident Evil series as well. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a big deal company. But it's yeah. interesting that they developed this game because it feels yeah. so much like every, like every other like real classic Zelda yeah. game. It's kind of funny. I feel like because it's... This comes like what twelve years after a link to the past, and you know almost ten years after uh uh Ocarina of time that when you start to see video games that are made by people that like maybe grew up with these series mm-hmm. you know, so that's kind of exciting, like that maybe there are people at this company that were able to like oh, I can't believe we get to work on a Zelda game. I've always yeah. loved Zelda um I kind of feel like you got that same thing with like Breath of the Wild too even though that was not <laughs> developed by Capcom. No. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of Link to the Past in this game, and then like references to Ocarina with like Lon Lon Ranch and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, totally. And I don't know how far you got. Actually, I just today beat the third dungeon, and after beating it, I immediately got an Ocarina. I was like, oh, there's an Ocarina in this game. Cool. I was wondering if there would be an Ocarina. Yeah. Um, no, I'm still... I've only beaten the first two dungeons i think i have the yeah. first two elements sweet and then and then i i've been doing like a bunch of other stuff 
since then. And I like I just recently got like the Pegasus boots. Oh, cool, cool. And um Yeah, you're pretty close to where I am. Yeah, I'm just I'm having I'm having a great time. But let's 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 go through all that other let's let's give let's give the audience a little a little background so <laughs> yeah. we know where we know where we are. We're all on the same page here. Yeah, so if you've not heard of Legend of Zelda, it is a uh, long-standing Nintendo franchise. Um, gosh, I don't even know when the first game. I think it like 1986 is when the first one came out. I think it is 86. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, I think there are almost about like 20 games that kind of span between then and now. But uh, Minish Cap is the 12th uh, released Zelda game, which comes after uh, Four Swords Adventure for the GameCube. And Twilight Princess, which came out in 2006 for GameCube and Wii. Yeah, I was just curious, like, what Zeldas, like, have you or haven't you played, Eli? So I've, I've played the original, uh, of course. And yeah. although the, the version that I have actually played through the most and beaten is a ROM of a, like, a Super Famicom version called like Ze- Legend of Zelda like BS or something like that. Oh, okay. And it's basically like the original Legend of Zelda but with like Super Nintendo level graphics and like oh, slightly wow. different dungeon designs. And it was for this this thing that was only available in Japan which was basically like almost like a dial-up modem type thing that yeah. you would do with the with the Super Famicom and um you would download like pieces of a, it was almost like like a serial and you would download like a piece of a game at a time and oh wow yeah it's a crazy it's a crazy thing and then after the fact somebody like stitched them all together and made a rom out of it oh cool and cool. and i have that if you ever want my, i'll send that to you but it's it's yeah. great it's like an upgraded version of the original zelda that sounds great. And uh, it's super fun. And so I, I played that through and I, I beat that like a, a year or so ago. Awesome. I've played like very briefly the second Zelda game, which oh, is super sure. different. And then and then Link to the Past is the first one that I ever played and is still like one of my favorite games ever. And I've probably yeah. played it through and beaten it from start to finish. Yeah. Gosh, like half a dozen times. I mean, I just oh sure. I've, I've <laughs> at got, least I've gone back to that game so many times. Um, I've played, but never beaten Ocarina of Time. I've played a little bit of Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. I've played a little bit of Twilight Princess. Yeah. I've played um, a little bit of Wind Waker, but that's only because I I don't have a Wii or or a GameCube. Uh, oh, sure. I hear that maybe it, it will come to Switch someday, and I hope that it will because I don't know why every single one of these games is not on Switch. I know it's crazy. <laughs> they, could, they could just be printing money over there. I know. I really want know. Wind Waker is the one that I'm most excited about coming to yeah. Switch because it just it everything that I've I've seen of it looks really cool, and the little bit that I've played, I'm like, I really want this game. Yeah, maybe I should let you borrow my Wii U because I. I have it on. I played it on. That was the first time I played Wind Waker. Was the Wii U version and. Yeah, it's good. It seems great. Yeah. There's um, also like a an HD version of Twilight Princess for Wii U. That's really good too. Oh yeah. Which allegedly I I, I, I can't imagine isn't gonna get ported over to Switch also. Yeah. I mean it's just they it's gotta. just it's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. 
Um, and I'm trying to think what else there. I've played a little bit of uh, Phantom Hourglass, the DS game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I have just like, and whenever I, whenever I get the DS back, I can pick it up and, and start working on it some more. And God, there's so many. Um, you mentioned Link's Awakening, right? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, of course. Link's Awakening. <laughs> um, the Switch version have yeah. have already beaten that. Like yeah. two Did you play the Game Boy version originally? I never did, no. Oh, I, wow. I never had it. I, I wasn't familiar with it. But I've I've gone back and, and played it a little, and I'm just amazed at how they really basically just, like, replicated it but upgraded it. Yeah, yeah. Like, they didn't yeah, really... It feels, it feels really familiar, but it just feels, like, more comfortable, like, if... You know, for whenever it came out, twenty nineteen. Yeah, I mean the the version for the Switch is just like it's it's beautiful. It's the graphics and the music are are just incredible. Yeah, I love the music so much. It's it's got like this kind of like quirky, like I, I remember I think that's the title screen is the original theme, but it's like played by this kind of like goofy little like woodwind ensemble. Yeah, most of the I was. That the Super Mercado Brothers podcast, they talked, they did an episode on the the Switch version of Link's Awakening. Oh, cool. And they sort of broke down like the different ensembles and how it's like mostly like these like little like woodwind like chamber and like yeah. string ensembles that like, they're all like very small yeah. uh, groups of uh, mostly live instruments. And it's it's all for the most part, I think, the same. It's the music from the Game Boy game, but just like orchestrated for right. live instruments in this really nice way. That's cool. But yeah, that that game is incredible. I I love that game. And I also like I I kind of like that that game holds your hand a little bit. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> it it more more I think than the other Zelda games that I played. It's like the owl, you finish something and then the owl shows up and he's like, "Go here now." <laughs> right. <laughs> and do this. And if you explore your the exploration on your own, it, it's rewarded and you'll find secrets and all kinds of things. But if if you if you choose to, you can just like do exactly what the owl tells you to do, and and you'll be fine, and you can finish the game. Whereas like you know even in, in Minish Cap, it's like I still like get like a little lost, and sure. I still have to like. But but I don't mind that. I don't mind having to like put a little work in. Yeah, and uh, Ezra will help you out too. Oh God, I love that character so much. Yeah, he's that, a good guy. He's great. <laughs> Um, how many what Zelda games did you play? Gosh, uh, at the, I've probably played m- most, because uh, yeah, I started. I remember playing the original Zelda when I was a kid, as well as the second one. I those were heavy in the rotation for me, and as well as like Link to the Past. And yeah, I also had a Game Boy too, and played Link's Awakening back when it first came out. Um, I kind of took a break, like when I was in high school, I didn't play as much video games. And when I did play, I was mostly on, like I got a PlayStation and I kind of did that for a bit. I didn't have an N64 until after like the end of college, really. Mm. Um, So I got caught up with Ocarina later. I never could get into Majora's Mask, really. I know the people that love it say it's their favorite game, it's the best game ever made, but I just... I had more luck with the, uh, you know, there was a 3DS remake of it, and they sort of like, it, what A, looks really good, of course, but it also kind of helps organize like the timeline of it because, you know, all these events are happening on this three-day cycle, and it kind of has like a journal 
in there that's sort of built in that helps you like keep track of like who's going to be where what if you've already run into them and oh it does out their oh, that's story. good to know because i've thought about buying that version of it yeah i mean that's probably the ideal way to play it because i know that like i tried to play the original version and was pretty frustrated by it mm-hmm. also the 3ds remake of ocarina is really good too you know i i actually bought that for like i want to say just like like less than 15 bucks oh cool um cool. and i still have it it's in the case, and I have yet to, to crack it open. Man, you got to crack that open. Crack it whenever, I, whenever I get that back. Yeah. So, but, I mean, these are, I mean, Zelda games, I, at this point, like, just kind of get a hankering to play a different one every couple of years. And last year, during lockdown, at some point, I played through, what's the, uh, Twilight Princess in its entirety. Just, I was like, ah, it just feels good to get back in here and play this again. Um. Skyward Sword, I've played Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, and I've played Breath of the Wild. So yes, I've played most of the <laughs> most of the Zelda games, I guess. Uh, the ones like, you know, Four Swords or Four Swords Adventures, I really have don't know anything about. I don't know much about the Oracle of Seasons or Oracle of Ages, really. I've kind of dipped my toes in and didn't get too far. But I feel like this game, Minish, Minish Cap, is one that I really went in knowing I'd never played it before and never... Uh, knew much about it really and i'm wondering if that has to do with like you know they they delayed the release in the u.s because it came out really at the like tail end of the game boy advance's life so and they didn't want it to interfere or cannibalize like the the ds market because the ds was coming out at the same time which is interesting because it's if that was the case then like why were they developing it for the game why would they develop such a, a huge game like a, a game with such like depth with like a tentpole character for a system that they were phasing out. Yeah, that's a good question. As opposed to like just like hold it over and have it be like a, a launch title for the DS. I just don't understand. Yeah, system seller. Maybe it was because it was like a Capcom developed thing and they're like, ah, they didn't like think it was that important. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's still, it's, I mean, it's, it's Link and Mario. <laughs> um, those are your, those are your Nintendo, uh, you know, flagpole, was it temple? Yeah, Nintendo temples. Temples, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't really know about Oracle of Ages or Seasons either. And I never understood yeah. that whole thing, which they also do with, like, the Pokemon games, with, like, having, like, releasing two games at the same time. Oh, sure, yeah. With, like, slightly different names. Yeah, it's weird because, like, I, I think those are two totally different games, but it is weird that they came out, I think, at the same time. And because of Pokemon, I think it's easy to just assume that it's a similar thing. And they both have like Oracle in the name. It's kind of confusing. So it's like two totally different games with very similar names that were released at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that I think one has a red cover, one has a blue cover. Right. So, so, so weird. <laughs> I mean, they could be amazing games for all I know. It's just, there's, I've, I, I have never heard much about them. And I actually, Walter bought one of those at, at like a, retro game store in florida like a year or change and change ago like pre-pandemic and i forget which one it is one of the oracle games i think we have it too because i when i was cleaning out my you know drawer for full of game cartridges uh, margaret has a lot of uh game boy games and i'm pretty sure one of those are in there well if it's the if it's the same one we'll save it for like kick it down the road a year or something so we're not yeah totally doing two classic zeldas (laughs) back to back 
So I mentioned it's the 12th game that was released, but the interesting thing is canonically, uh, like when you put Zeldas in the like timeline of like the oh, events right. of Hyrule, it is the second game uh, in the canon, uh, preceded by a Skyward Sword, and I guess Four Swords is the thing, the game that happens after that, a game that I know also zero about. Yeah, because it's before. There's a point in the timeline where I guess like. They're they're like it splits into three timelines. Have you ever heard of any of this? A little bit. I, I've heard that there are multiple timelines, and there's I guess there's multiple links at like different points in history. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Um, I actually have in my hands the uh, it's called the Hyrule Historia, which is oh we I have the, uh... I have that upstairs. <laughs> oh yeah, Wal- Walter got that as a present. Oh cool. uh, yeah, it's beautiful. A little right? while ago. It's an amazing book. I was using. I was looking. I was doing a little bit of Minish Cap, uh, uh, reading up. A little research <laughs> yeah, I, I that. read that chapter too. But yeah, it's cool because it does like the whole book sort of like does organize it by chronology. I've never quite understood exactly how that works, or I guess it splits after Ocarina of Time in a, a version which like Link failed to defeat Ganon. And then splits into two other versions where he did defeat him, but one in which he's a child and one in which he's an adult. It's a little confusing. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like but, Back to the Future Part Two. There's the where it splits into the multiple timelines. Oh, exactly. Yeah, and then a hologram shark <laughs> jumps out of <at> you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know what you're um, talking about when he walks walks past the movie theater or something. And it's like yeah, the jaw, yeah. It's like, it's like some... these are what movies are gonna look like in 2015. Yeah, big polygon sharks coming for you. Uh, should we talk about the? Uh, I don't know what you do in this game. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, the basic story. I mean, Zelda's never have like a huge story component, but I mean, it's basically there's a festival that happens in which uh, I guess everyone is celebrating. Uh, these people called the Picori who appear every hundred years. And during this festival, the villain Vati shows up. He destroys the Picori blade and he petrifies princess Zelda and he releases a bunch of enemies. Um, so basically Link must uh, enlist the help of these, uh, the Picori are also called the Minish people um, to restore the Picori blade into the four sword, which he can use to defeat Vati and save the kingdom. And he does this with the help of, uh, Ezlo, who is basically like, was a Picori that turned into a hat. He used to be a hat maker or a sorcerer. Then he got turned into a hat because Vati used to also be a Picori. It's that, I guess it's a little complicated, but yep. basically you're a link. You got to go to dungeons. You got to restore these swords with elementals and the big real hook of this game that kind of separates it from other Zeldas is that you find like certain magical trunks or pots or things that will make you shrink. And so things that were normal size now become huge. And this opens up different ways you can solve puzzles by, being little and getting inside of things, getting inside of statues to like move different things. And then you have to do one thing when you're small, then turn back to normal size. 
and it's uh it i mean it's like a traditional it's like a 2d zelda like it feels a lot like link's awakening or link to the past i mean that's one of the things i love about it is because those i mean i as as amazing as some of those old other zelda games are and and you know a lot of people say like oh you know ocarina is like the greatest video game of all time the for me the the zelda games that i like the most are are the top-down ones sure and the fact that this game has so much in common with those is like like is one of the things that i love about it it's like that's it's like oh well like this is this is my kind of game yeah and i feel like it despite I don't know, not as many people knowing about it. I feel like it really stands with those games. You know, it, you know, having played maybe about half of it, I feel like, I don't know, it's all very good. It's just very satisfying. It feels like warm and friendly. Mm-hmm. I like playing it. It feels good. I like these characters. This is around the time where I feel like Nintendo started to really develop more of like the style of like kind of goofy dialogue. Like, where it's actually, like, quite funny. I don't know if that's more about, like, just the localization of it. But it just it just feels like it has a style that's yeah, more like silly. Eslo, in particular, is, like, he's a very, I think, has, like, a, is, like, a funny character. Has, like, a lot of personality. Yeah, he's real quippy. He's very he's a very quippy guy, which is, I, I, I appreciate it. I, I like that character. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can also use Eslo uh, to... Um, he'll give you like hints if you're stuck. Oh yeah, you hit like the select button, and he'll pop out and give you a clue. Yeah, just kind of nudge you towards your next objective, which is really nice. Also, some something that's new, which I think this might be the first I've seen in a Zelda game, is you can use him as well. I guess we just describe it. he looks kind of like a cross between a duck and a hat, mm-hmm. where he looks like like at the beginning of the game, Link doesn't have a hat on, but then he finds this hat. Or Ezlo, who kind of looks like a duck. He has like a beak, but you wear him like a hat. Um, and it looks like the traditional green Zelda, Legend of Zelda cap. Um, so he's wearing this cap and it's talking to him and they're going on adventures. But you can also use him like you see these wind gusts sometimes mm-hmm. and you can jump on those and like hold on to you hold Ezlo out and you sort of like can just float for a little bit to get to other platforms and it kind of reminds me of like this became a mechanic later like in the in wind waker you have like a leaf that you can use to like paraglide you know across big Mm, chasms and stuff and that's a big part of breath of the wild too so i'm wondering if this is like the first time we've seen something similar like that where like links like holding something and using it to like float down you know because you can't jump in these games um, yeah, yeah. But this can, like, get you across chasms and stuff. It's all, all thanks to Ezlo. Yeah. Thanks, Ezlo. We appreciate you. Oh, oh, the Kinstones we should talk about. Oh, yeah. That's that's the thing I'm kind of, like, feel like I'm just scratching the surface of what it is. Like, yeah, there are, like, these, you have these pieces of, of like, these half medallions almost called Kinstones. And you have to find, you have to match them up with other humans in the world or other i guess other creatures a lot of them humans and what it'll do is like you can't just use any of them they have like certain shapes and certain colors and when they fit together it'll open up a secret somewhere else on the map and it'll show it on the map it'll be like oh there's a special thing here that got opened up 
And I've gone to some of those places and it'll be like, oh, there's like a hundred rupees now. Or there's like a heart piece that I now can grab from this chest that just appeared. So stuff like that. Yeah, like one of them was, um, I forgot I like merged a kinstone with someone. And then there was like a Goron who was punching a wall. And he was like able to punch, finally like punch through it all the way. Oh, or okay. Or I or no or like I know I I merged kinstones like with the Goron or something, and then cool. a Goron merchant like showed up in the Hyrule town oh, to sweet. sell kinstones. He like set up shop to sell kinstones. Yeah, have you gone to the pastry shop in Hyrule Town? I went to the pastry shop as as uh, as a minish, oh, like I see. as small. I like went in through the side of the pastry shop. And I like yeah. able was able to like climb stairs, and I like found a hundred rupees. Oh. oh, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I only brought that up because I like bought some pastries, and I found like a kinstone in one. Oh, cool! I think that was like I think it's the only purpose. It's just like give you extra kinstones. I only really just started merging kinstones. Um, yeah, in the last a couple of days. Yeah, and I don't want to give much away, but I'll say that you do. They kind of do use this mechanic, like, you kind of have to use them to get into the third dungeon. Okay. Yeah, that's all I'll say. Nice, nice. But it's cool, because it it almost feels like, oh, this is kind of like an extra side quest thing, but it is, you know, it's kind of woven into the main plot of the game. Yeah, I realize, like, I need to be able to find more kinstone. Like, there was, like, an old man in Hyrule Town, and he, I tried to merge kinstones with him or match kinstones with him mm-hmm. and he had one that i didn't have a match for and i'm like okay so there's like all kinds of shit i gotta find yeah and it, usually the the only hint you get is like a person will be kind of disagreeable or someone will be talking shit about them and like that's how you know you can use a kinstone on them. oh <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah the mood. mayor's no good or like one guy's like no one likes the mayor, but I think he's doing an all right job. And that's sort of like your cue to like, oh, you can probably use a kinstone with the mayor. Yeah, and I, I did just use a kinstone with the mayor earlier today. The mayor was like finally happy. It like opened up something like near Lon Lon Ranch, like something, something opened up. So what do you think of the Minish Cap? Um, I I I I'm loving it, and I'm I'm excited to uh, to keep playing it. Maybe even yeah, I'm gonna finish this one. Depending on when we wrap up, I might even like squeeze in another twenty minutes before bed. I don't know. Nice. Well, I think what's kind of crazy is I had no idea that like the whole hook of this game is like the shrinking. So I didn't know that was a part of the game until it happened, and it was it really felt magical to like. Oh, I'm Link and I can be little now. And like the first time you like go through this like tunnel that you hadn't been able to go through before because you're small now. And it's like there's like a giant acorn and like giant leaves that you're walking under. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, this is really cool. It's this kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids like sense of, of magic. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Oh, I like the the music's good. It's just kind of nothing really popped out. It just sounds, I mean, it's a lot of like stuff I recognize from Zelda, but with these kind of almost hybrid arrangements where the instruments sound kind of like Super Nintendo or N64 level like sampled instruments, but also with kind of like synthy stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. I remember, what is it? I think it might be like the 
that like town music or shop music yeah that music's great yeah there's that but it's like oh i'm hearing this kind of like synth synthy bass line now well you know what music is great is the music in like the minish town like when you're like oh yeah it's like it's like a bit of like a waltz like a major seventh waltz like and like the bass is like doing this like very funky thing that music is is awesome i love that music oh there's some interesting like items that i haven't seen in other zeldas like you get these um there's the gust jar which is like a jar that shoots it can like suck in things but also like shoot air out and that yeah helps that you, thing like, is great yeah such a and such also, a clever item yeah because like and that also helps like you can clear a room out of like pots and stuff really quickly mm-hmm. oh and something else is cool is like you can get on uh like things on water like there are times when you're small you'll get on a little a, like a lily pad and you can use that gust jar to like propel you around yeah, is that like near the end of like the first dungeon or something? I think so, yeah. Oh, what's cool about the first dungeon too is like the the boss of that dungeon is the Cuz it's the small thing and then you're small and so it's Yeah. But yeah, he's just like you've seen these things just crawling around the forest before and they're no big deal, but then you're little, so this one is just huge. And so now it's a boss. And is that also the same dungeon where there's like you're inside you go inside this huge barrel? Oh, and I so love you're the like, barrel. You're like running around inside the barrel to spin it around to get to different uh, like windows in the barrel to jump through to access different parts of the dungeon. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool puzzle because I remember, yeah, you have to like sort of break these things that are holding up the barrel and you can crawl through it and it's like, okay, cool, it's a barrel, whatever. But then like once you break the supports, you can go in the barrel and if you just keep walking up, it'll like start spinning and you see like mm-hmm. these the doors are moving to different places because it's spinning. And I thought that was really clever. And I was like, oh, this is just like, feels like a, just, I don't know, just classic Zelda in that it's just an environmental puzzle that makes total sense, but also surprised me. I was like, oh, I didn't know it was going to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know, this is also aged very well, I think, for a game that's, you know, 15 years old. It doesn't show its age at all, really. No, not at all. Yeah, just like Link of the Past, it like holds up, you know. Yeah, it's amazing how well Link to the Past holds up considering that it's 30 years old, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. And really like, I don't know, really writing the rule book for not just like Zelda's, but also just like how a good video game should progress, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to keep playing this game and we'll add it to my repertoire of Zelda's I like to play every now and then. Yeah. Oh, but it's I'm I'm skipping back here a ways, but I also forgot to mention A Link Between Worlds, which is another game that oh, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. That game is great. That is a really good game. They don't make no junk. <laughs> they don't make no junk over Nintendo. Oh, we gotta rate it. Oh shit. I forgot the last time too. You gotta rate this game. Mm-hmm. So Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. Eli, where do you where do you sit with this game? Well, uh, I really love this game a lot, so I feel like, and I, I'm I, I'm still I'm still loving it. So I'm going to give it a solid nine out of ten uh, duck hats. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, what is my scale? Uh, I mean, I really like the acorns. I really like the first time I saw an acorn in this game. It really made me feel special. So I'm going to use acorn as my scale. And yeah, I'm trying to think like giving this a 10 out of 10 feels unreasonable. Um, but I'm also trying to figure out like what I would subtract from it. Uh, I I don't know. I'm going to give it a 9.5. I feel like there's, there's nothing that has disappointed me about this so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, to call it perfect would be, I think, uh, short-sighted. <laughs> but I, I think it's pretty damn good. So 9.5 out of 10 acorns is where I land. All right. Well, Eli, now that we've rated the game, what makes it sing? Um, great question. Yeah. I have... It's... It's um it's tricky I think when you're dealing with like something that's like such like a, a so one it's it's such an iconic you know iconic character iconic characters iconic um series and then also you're dealing with a game that has so much stuff in it. It's interesting cuz I actually had like literally just like one musical phrase in start popping up in my head while I was playing. Yeah. Um and without knowing if there was an ocarina in this game I was just started singing to myself the last like day or so I was going, did you ever get small, ever get small, ever get small? And I haven't, I haven't put this on an instrument. So the, like, I don't know if I have to figure out what the chords are. Did you ever get small, ever get small, ever get small? And play me a song. Play it on your rock. wondered i mean you're on twitter do you know anything about this great big tall woman from resident evil 8 i don't do you remember what is okay that? um i have not played this game i haven't played a resident evil really since resident evil 2 and i, I really don't have a taste for scary games anymore but um resident evil 8 or resident evil village is i guess what it's officially called just came out and in all the marketing for this game, they started showing this this lady, this vampire lady from the game who is about like nine feet tall and is kind of in this Victorian dress. Um, and the internet just went way horny for this lady. <laughs> and I, I think because she's big and scary, but mostly just because she's like very big. She's like nine feet tall and it's like, oh, how exciting to have this tall woman crush me. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I wonder, I'd wondered if there's any sort of crossover with like tiny, tiny Link and the big, tall, scary woman from Resident Evil 8. But it might, I don't want to force it either. Crush me lady, crush me tall lady in the tall grass. <laughs> crush me lady, crush me tall lady in the tall... <laughs> Try to crush you, baby, but I don't know you at all. But I want to. 
Why don't you crush me in the minish woods tonight? (laughs) Be my vampire, baby. My big tall lady. She kind of has like uh, long claws, even though she looks pretty much like a human. Mm Mm-hmm. Crush me in the tall grass with your evil claws, evil stare, <laughs> evil laugh, <laughs> evil love. Whoa, 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 whoa. Touch me with your moments in the evening sun. Uh, <laughs> fuse me with your kinstones. Show me your kinstone, baby. I'll show you mine. Lock them together for all time. Kinstones, kinstones. Gonna lock them up real tight, lock them real tight, yeah. Kinstones, kinstones. Snap it together like a perch of a feather, yeah. Kinstones, kinstones. Snap your kinstone around my tired bone. <laughs> <laughs> Stand on the stump, gonna give it a pump till I shrink on down. I'm gonna leave this one hat town behind. Don't you pay me no mind now, woman. I'm gonna go just like Henry David Thoreau to the woods, to the lake. I don't care if I make a mistake, I'm getting out of this high road town. Woman, don't you come round to find me no more. Forge me a blade down in the shade. I'll show you the one that the Bacori made. Bacori made. What's the what's that got Malari? I'll show you the one blade that Malari made. All right. Gonna tap 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 with my hammer. Gonna give it to a smith. Give it to a smith. I dig that. But where are the jokes, man? <laughs> well, that's what the B section's for, I guess. I'm at a hat. He's a cool cat. He says I don't need this town no more. My hat gonna tell me what to do. Do. I met a hat out in the woods today. He had a lot to say, yeah. He told me what I'm supposed to do. How am I getting through to you? To fuse your stones, fuse your stones, fuse your stones with me. Won't you fuse your stones, fuse your stones, fuse your stones with me? Kin stones, kin stones. <laughs> Just me and Ken Bones, you remember that guy? <laughs> like Ken Bone, you remember that guy? He couldn't decide between Hillary and Trump. I don't know why. But he wore a red sweater and he never got better, oh yeah. He got milkshake duck when he found out what he was really like. Hey Ken Bone, who you making love to tonight? 
You're getting on a stump or you're gonna get small Be with the lady from Resident Evil She got a big, big old booty tonight Oh yeah She got a big old booty tonight Whoa, yeah, big old booty tonight Whoa, tonight Big old booty tonight. Did you ever get small? Ever get small? Ever get small? Play me a song and let us shrink you down to the size of a motherfucking caterpillar. Going down, 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 inside, 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 inside. We didn't talk about the, the how he like multiplies himself. Oh yeah, that's cool. One link, two link, three link, baby with you tonight. One link, two link, three link. Come on, baby, with me tonight. A big tall woman with two link, three link, a big tall, tall woman. woman with a big old booty gonna need two link, three link, just to be enough link for the big beaver woman now. <laughs> Take my hand, let's get on that stump, you and me. I like this. And we'll be the tiny folks forever. So take my hand, you and me. And we'll be tiny folks. Just get on the stone with me. And I'll be your hat. And you'll be my link. And I think... We're gonna be okay No matter what Bacori say <laughs> Once upon a time there was a little old boy And he owned on something out of little land down He had a talking hat that would look like a duck And he don't give a fuck anymore once upon a time where you dress so fine and you look like you drank a lot of not a lot of hot bathtub wine bathtub wine I said hey little mama don't you love to get small with me <laughs> gonna get small tonight said I'm gonna get small tonight girl, minish boy, minish folk, minish people over all town. Minish girl, minish boy, minish folk, minish people all over the woods, yeah. Tiny boy loves her, tiny girl loves her, tiny man sword in her, tiny world loves her, tiny rock loves her, tiny car loves her. Tiny thing, fairy in a tiny jar, yeah. 
Tiny hat lobster, tiny sing like a tiny duck, and a tiny joy it brings. A tiny, a tiny sorcerer got a tiny spell, and a tiny evil, but it does a tiny something so well. Whoa, 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 well, a tiny, tiny, tiny world. Oh, 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 well, I love my little tiny world. Got a tiny son, got a tiny daughter, I got a big old bottle full of that green cranel water. He got a tiny cow on tiny lawn or ranch. He got a tiny tree, it's got a magic tiny branch. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I think that's enough to work with. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get small, ever get small, ever get small? Play me a song. Play it on your rock arena. Did you ever get small, ever get small, ever get small? Play me a song. I'm stumped, gonna give it a pump till I shrink on down. Gonna leave this one hat town behind me. Don't you pay me no mind now, woman. I'm gonna go like Henry David the road to the woods, to the lake, and it ain't a mistake. I'm getting out of this high rule town. Woman, don't you come around and find me no more. Did you ever get small? Kinstones, kinstones, snap them together like birds of a feather. Kinstones, kinstones, just me and Ken Bone, you remember that guy? Well, he wore red sweater and he never got better, oh yeah. He got milkshake duck when we found out what he was really like. Oh, Ken Bone, who you making love to tonight? Won't you fuse your stones, fuse your stones, fuse your stones? Tiny boy loves a tiny girl loves a tiny sword and a 
Tiny world loves a tiny hat loves to tiny sing like a tiny duck and all the tiny joy it brings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I love my little tiny world. Got a tiny son, got a tiny dog, got a tiny bottle full of green mountain water. That's going to do it for this episode of Bit Parade. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BitParadePod and email us your question or game suggestions at BitParadePod at gmail.com. Uh, Eli, where can our listeners find you? You can find me at all my usual bullshit. That's at Eli Bolin <laughs> at Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my website, EliBolin.net. And you can also find me... Uh, Screaming on the street corner at how the world is a violent cesspool. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, where can we find you, Mike? <laughs> um, you can find me at Mike Petri on Twitter, uh, Mike Petri on Twitch, uh, Wednesday nights and Friday afternoons. I'm there uh, doing song arrangements for this uh, podcast and uh, sometimes playing games for this podcast or playing Final Fantasy IV or something. Um yeah, let's see. All music in this episode is by the two of us, and our cover art is by Nicole Wong, who you can follow on Instagram at underscore nerdfaithartish. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to Bit Parade on your favorite podcatcher, which once again was not a word I knew existed before we started doing this podcast, <laughs> but it's a great word. It's the best um, word. A podcatcher is also someone who, um, it's a job for someone who, uh, uh, is is it's their job to catch uh, pod people and oh, pod folk? Yeah, pod folk. We say pod folk. We do. We do. Yeah. And please uh, rate and review us if you do. We might read your review on the show, such as inspiring. Look, I'm just saying. Go to episode two and listen. Fifty five minutes in. Eli and Mike's Marble Madness song is something I never knew I needed, but I did. If you are a fan of the 8-bit slash 16-bit era and want something that truly breathes some new life into these old games, this podcast does it with these amazing songs. Thank you, Jay to the Esh. Five stars. Thanks, Jay Esh. I think I know who that is. I think I know who that is, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'll read this. We have another review. Uh, this is from Tony Lee MFN. Uh, another five stars. Uh, and as of now, we are, uh, our average is five stars on, on iTunes. So let's see if we can change that up. Yeah. Uh, so we, it says, um, Mike and Eli, you've been warned. Oh man, we've got a warning. I came here to chew bubble gum and warn people about the risk of listening to your podcast. And I'm all out of bubble gum. 
Uh, what happens when heads start spontaneously exploding and babies are immaculately conceived? Try not to fly too close to the sun, Icarus. Your coolness <laughs> could cause a heat death of the solar system. Stay cool, but not too cool. Slow walk away from explosion. And that last part's like in uh, Asterix. So yeah, really, just a real wild ride for that one. Uh, from Tony. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. And I believe that's uh, that's uh, someone I did not know, but it is a friend of Dan's who has been a, a recurring... Uh, fan of the podcast so that's great. that's so nice yeah uh well thanks so much for tuning in to bit parade with mike petri and eli bolin we'll see you in two weeks when we tackle pokemon red and blue until then keep, keep making, making love, love in the, the tall tall, tall grass, grass.